Wagner, Oklahoma, or Wagner, the paramilitary Russian organization? That's the question. Here on a fun day Monday. Hey there. Stan the Joke Man here. You know, Wagner is a nice little town right here in the center of Oklahoma. I have friends who live there, own businesses. Wagner, I don't have any friends or family part of that paramilitary pro-Russian organization. Pretty much a private hit squad for Vladimir Poontang. But as far apart as those two organizations are, you'd be amazed how often these two places are confused. So, today, we're going to unmuddy the waters just a little bit and clarify which is which, Wagner or Wagner. Provides training and on-the-job placement for any military veteran looking for work. I'd be Wagner. Lynched a 17-year-old girl in 14. That'd be Wagner, Oklahoma. Originally named after the man who oversaw logistics. That'd be Wagner, Oklahoma. Population is 50,000. That'd be Wagner. The founder's father was Jewish. Oh, that'd be Wagner. Finally allowed a woman physician. That'd be Wagner, Oklahoma. (laughs) The Seven Square Mile headquarters is located between a military camp and an ordnance camp. That'd be Wagner, Oklahoma. The original founder was a hot dog vendor. That'd be Wagner. I know you're thinking of the Coney Island, Wagner, but but no, no, before. It was a paramilitary terrorist organization. Wagner, headed up by Prigozhin, was a fucking hot dog vendor. (laughs) Ben Goodman is now tangoing with the tulips. That's right. Dancing with the Stars star, Lynn Goodman, passed away at the age of 78. Gang violence is never going to end, folks, until we start taking control of our streets. You know, Lynn Goodman himself is a former professional ballroom dancer. Yeah. Now he's hosting a new show called Dancing with the Maggots. And if it isn't bad enough that Lynn Goodman stepped out... My kid's own Chucky doll tried to sodomize me last night. This is no joke, folks. Ed Gale, the Chucky doll from Child's Play? Yeah, tried to butt-rape me. Ed Gale got nailed by one of those uh, To Catch a Predator sting operations, only this time they went to his house. A 14-year-old kid was supposed to meet Ed at his apartment in L.A. Metro, and instead they show up and they confronted him. Yes, I'm admitting I know it was wrong and it was illegal. I'm admitting that. And I'm sorry. You seem very sorry when you were butt-raping that man in his car with that knife, Chucky. Good night, asshole. Ed Gale. You need to keep your eyes out for you. Little two-foot child molester. Why would you turn everything sexual, Ed? Because this is a whole hookup in the making. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's the sound of defense attorneys running for the fucking hills. <laughs> No, no, my my schedule's booked. Chucky tried to screw one of his own fucking fans. 
This is the guy from New York who actually went to go see the movie as a child. And next thing you know, Chucky is trying to hump him. It got really weird. And I was put in a situation where I didn't know what to do because this this horror character that I grew up loving is now trying to hit on me. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Then he started to uh, call me his baby boy. And um, he would say how... Uh, he wanted to be uh, my daddy and stuff like that. This whole story is fucked up because when this uh, To Catch a Predator group caught up with Ed Gale in L.A., Metro, and uh, confronted him over his chit-chat with underage, what he thought was underage kids online, this was his response. Listen how nonchalant he is about it. How many other victims do you have in I'm going to say ten. Ten kids that you talk sexually online? I guess, yeah. But... Did you tried to solicit child pornography from him? I tried to get him a naked picture from him, yes. Just openly admitting, wow, you know, you're just adding decades to your prison sentence, Eddie, Chucky, whatever the fuck your name is. We talked about spanking. Ed, please, pipe down. You notice how there's almost an automatic natural forgiveness or dismissiveness of Ed because... He's so tiny. Seriously, think about it. It's true. Say you're sitting outside and you saw a notorious child molesting roly-poly making its way across the sidewalk. Do you really give a fuck about all the kid roly-polies? You're a human. You're up on the fucking porch having a beer. What do you give to flight? You could do some good, you know. That's right. Get off your fat ass. I know you're barefoot. Wipe your foot off in the grass. Go over there, squish his fucking ass, and save them kids. And that's what we got to do here with Ed Gale. He hadn't been arrested yet, but the case has been given to the local prosecutor, and we'll see how this plays out. You know, Ed did try immediately after the movie. He tried a heterosexual relationship, but, you know, that marriage failed too. I said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm going to throw you in the fire. You stupid bitch, you filthy slut! Did you fuck with me? The battery's wet, dead. Chucky started walking his own road. Hump Chuck alert. Y'all know how I feel about protecting kids. And this fucker needs to be shut down. He so openly admitted soliciting kids. This is a regular thing for him. It's woven into the fabric of his character. This guy's fucked up. He's crazy. But even that, in and of itself, is no excuse. Get rid of the fucker. I mean, literally. Get rid of him. He's small. Put him in a shoebox. Stick him in the back of the closet. Okay, a fucking grocery store. Homeland bag, a fucking Costco bag. Those fucking plastic bags are lying around all over the place. Triple bag is little ass. Hang him off the clothesline or something. Let's move on, folks. <laughs> Speaking about another fucked up Chuck that isn't very good to kids. King Chuck. He's got that fucking coronation coming up. He is seating his own son, Prince Harry, in the tenth row. Yeah. He's all pissy at Prince Harry because Prince Harry refuses to put that fucking crown or even England above his own family. Tough titty, Chuck. Now you know why you're so fucked up and couldn't keep a marriage together with Diana, asshole. Fuck you. 
Now, look, I've got listeners in Manchester, and I really appreciate them listening. Thank you for tuning in. But I want to tell you, fucking Chuck, to watch him do that to his own kid, that is so disgusting. That buck-toothed, goofy-looking motherfucker never, never was in the league of a Spencer. Yeah, and just FYI, England, the fucking Windsors don't add up to dry shit when it comes to the Spencers. Maybe that's what's really eating at King Chuck's ass. You see, Lady Di come from the Spencer family, which has a long history there in England, far longer than the goddamn Windsors. And I think the Windsors, yeah, this is a name thing. Like fucking Hatfield and McCoys, and believe you me, the Spencer name carries far more prestige. Far more prestige than Windsor, or what's that, What's the name of your bitch here, Chucky? Uh, Camilla Parker Bowel Movement? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about the Bowel Movement family. Well, Prince Harry's got half the Spencer blood in him and half of your shit blood, Chuck. You're fucking up Prince Harry's blood, so fuck you and your crown. How about that? He chose his queen and his family. You'll turn your back on yours for that fucking crown. That's the difference, pussy. I had a family in Manchester who I'm acquainted with tell me that you tax them for fucking doorknobs, you asshole. Goofy looking bucktooth fucker. Hey, here's a clue. Why don't you take some of your goddamn doorknob tax and throw it into a dental plan, man? You're an already idiot looking guy before you smile. It looks like the future King Bill, that'd of course be Prince Willie at the moment. His teeth are just as fucked up as yours. What, only you got to have fucked up teeth to wear the crown in this kingdom? All right, let's move on. Pete Davidson shoved a Knicks fan who got a little too handsy at Madison Square Garden the other day. That's right, somebody tried to hug him. While trying to leave the game, Davidson stayed a while and he took photos with a few fans. But as that was going on, a man in a pink polo shirt and a Knicks hat crept up behind Davidson for some of the photos. You know, he's kind of face-bombing. At one point, he put his arm around Davidson, treating him like he would a close friend, you know? Do you understand the word impose? The two men exchanged some word, and the fan went on his way. Davidson continued to take photos with other fans. Don't impose, asshole. And I know it's hard not to do that. Look, I've imposed, totally imposed, I was so fucking blown away, you know, when I met Prince that night at the China Club in Hollywood. I skirted the security, some fucking security. He was in the VIP room downstairs sitting at a table, and, you know, I was friends with the MC out there. He got me on the guest list. Joe got me on the guest list. I went out there, and there was Prince, and I just walked right over. Hi, Prince! <laughs> I walked up, I imposed, so rudely, <clears throat> I just interrupted a conversation. I'm surprised he shook my hand. It was a real dick move. And you know what? As I stood there like a moron smiling at him, and they continued on with their conversation, disregarding me, hey, I felt like a total asshole. I was only 19 at the time. And I was just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm an asshole. <laughs> So I walked back upstairs to the main part of the club. I left the VIP. It, what was cool is when I was walking back upstairs to the main floor of the club, 
it was a wide enough stairwell, you know, two people could walk shoulder to shoulder. And sure enough, I was walking shoulder to shoulder next to a guy. I look at the top of the stairs, and there's my friend, Joe, who is the master of ceremonies out there, one who had put me on the guest list. And, and Joe's standing at the top of the stairs, smiling ear to ear. And me and the fellow I'm walking next to, we get at the top of the stairs. He goes his way. I walk over to Joe. What's so funny? Didn't you see who you were just walking next to right now? And I said, no. And he said, it was Eddie Murphy. You guys were walking shoulder to shoulder. I thought you had made friends with him downstairs. What? I thought you guys were hanging out. So immediately, like an asshole, I ran around the main floor of the China Club, tapping on every black dude's shoulder. Kind of an old story, too, but an Arkansas father is facing a felony charge after his arrest Thursday for piercing his own son's ear. That's right, folks. Arkansas. A family was at home. Police raided the home and arrested the father for piercing his own son's ear. They posted it on TikTok. That's where they went wrong. For what? Because I said, what are y'all doing? For what? Body art without a license. This is what you get with the Republican Party these days, folks. They're doing everything they can to invade your homes, to invade your lives, to invade your privacy. Right here in Oklahoma, Senator Julie Daniels has already introduced legislation, and it has been passed, stripping parental rights away from the transgender kids, kids born with that impairment. They can't even seek medical care for them outside the state, or the police are going to raid their home just like that and throw them in jail. You voted for it, Oklahoma. We told you these extremist motherfuckers are going to do it. And they snuck it in on the back of the transgender kids. Yeah, they snuck it in on the back of your hatred, your short-sightedness, your unchristian, wicked behavior towards these little kids that are born with that impairment. They used your cynicism, your lack of caring, your lack of God to pass new laws. So now... They can raid your home just like that when they feel like it. An extremist state where the fucking idiots are armed to the teeth guarding the people in charge who continue to whittle away rights daily. That's the kind of America the Republican Party brings to the game these days. Shame on you fucking morons. Told you you were getting suckered. I told you you were getting played by these people and you fucking hardheads won't listen talking about the dad that got arrested last thursday for piercing his son's ear yeah and they posted it on tiktok and his home got raided by the state police you raid a home over a body piercing do you dicks really not have a fucking thing to do do y'all think this through at all God, that could have gone bad. I can't speak for that, Dad, but I can speak for me. Somebody bang on my door like that, and they don't have a loud megaphone, and I don't know who they are. There's an AK-47 Russian made on the other side of it with a 25-round clip ready to respond 
I'm on private property in my American home. You better have a real good fucking reason to be here. You're real lucky cops didn't die. And I'm a pro-cop man. I've got brothers who are cops. I have a son who's a police officer. I'm real pro-cop. But I'm real anti-fucking-stupid. And what you did was fucking moronic. You need to rethink how you're treating your community. You're making enemies real quick. And it's going to blow back on you. And you're going to go to the wrong door one of these days. And you're going to find yourselves on the receiving end of a gun. And when the body bags are zipped up and everybody's carried away, they're going to be looking at why you were there in the first fucking place. They arrested the dad for body art without a license. Police state, yeah, this is what you're voting for, folks. You're not having control over your kids anymore. If you want to get a makeup or let them have a drink at home with you on New Year's Eve, a half a glass of champagne, nope, they're going to start arresting you now. If you have a transgender child who's born with that disability or impairment, you're not going to be allowed to seek medical treatment for them anymore. Not here in Oklahoma, anyway. The Taliban Oklahoma government has already passed the laws that say even if you seek medical care, this is Senator Julie Daniels, state of Oklahoma, if you seek medical care for your child outside this state, you're going to prison, folks, and they're going to take your kid from you. This is a radicalized ideological fucking state. Extremists forcing their will on you, and if you don't abide and adhere to their rule. The police come to your home, take you to jail, and your kids away. I'm ashamed of your complacency because I know you're not stupid. You're just lazy, and you've sat on your fucking ass and let people tell you how to think, how to feel, what to say, and how to vote for a long time. And this is not directed at the hard-headed morons and capable of critical thinking. I'm talking about educated people. But it feeds their cynicism, so they continue to double down on it. You're all smoke and mirrors. You are all full of shit. I put an offer out there to every local church to bring me in and challenge me on the transgender issue. I didn't get one taker. You know why? They can't back up the own language they're speaking. Did you get that, folks? They can't back up their own bullshit, and God's word definitely doesn't support what they're doing. These are wicked people. Now, some are going to say, Stan, don't be so unfair. Why would you call them wicked? Well, I can call them that because their actions are absolutely wicked. And I can say their actions are wicked, or excuse me, their lack of action is in and of itself wicked. You act like these problems are all brand new. Brand new, they are not. They've always been here. Transgender children, families, adults have always been here. You just have never looked at them, right? You call them squares, fags. Yeah, you make fun of them. Remember how you excluded and targeted them in school? Well, yeah, that's them. They were lonely then, and they're lonely now, good Christian people. And I'd like to apologize to the transgender 
transgender community for my ignorance. I don't understand completely, but I do understand your pain, your hurt. I know what that lonely feels. Please believe me, I do. And that's why I'm on your side and I'm doing my best to try to wake these fucking idiots up. And I have to speak this language or they won't hear me. I don't want anything in return. But when I see a little kid being targeted by adults and they got nobody else to turn to and a little 10-year-old kid commits suicide, God damn you people that take the easy road, the road that requires absolutely zero courage. God damn you. I'm so sorry. I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to be like this on a Monday. I'm sorry. I just but I have to be because well, I won't stop until we get rid of these evil evil people who are sitting in office living high on the hog off your backs, Oklahoma taxpayer, Arkansas taxpayer, Missouri American taxpayer. They're oh living high on the hog and they're doing exactly as they're being told by their higher ups. They're not their own fucking people. That is a fact. But we're going to move on to somebody that is their own people. T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach. They were seen strolling through the streets of New York City the other day. You know, they haven't been discreet about their romance since their departure from ABC. No word yet if any job offers has come along. At least I haven't seen anything yet. So every time they take a walk through New York, every time they go out to the beach, every time you see them in the park or out at a restaurant, That's like putting their resume out there, folks. Yeah, they're marketing. That's what they're doing. They're being seen. They know they're hoping the paparazzi is fucking following them. Because every time T.J. Holmes puts his hand on that flat fucking ass, you know, that's an interview right there. Every time Amy wraps her arms around those narrow fucking shoulders of T.J.'s, that's her saying, hey, look at my flat ass. I, I'm, I'm available for work, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Carol Burnett says, hey, I'm turning 90, but I feel like I'm 11. <laughs> That's a condition, Carol. See a uh, doctor. Beverly Hills 90210 star Shannon Doherty's husband is uh, intimately involved in the divorce, his representative says. Shannon Doherty filed for divorce last Friday. Her PR guru released in a statement. Shannon Doherty's husband's name was Kurt Iswarienko. Iswarienko. Shannon Iswarienko. No wonder you couldn't get fucking work, Shannon. Why didn't you make him take your name? Kirk Doherty. Yeah, I'm down with that. Mrs. Warzerienko. What the fuck is that? Divorce is the last thing Shannon wanted, her publicist said. Are you kidding me? This is great for your career. Unfortunately, she felt there was no other option. Yeah, because your career's tanking. (laughs) Hey, Shannon, you want to mow my lawn? I'll put you to work. Narrow ass over here and get on the lawnmower. I'll pay 20 bucks, knock the grass down once a week. Where's that home?
honk her ass knows Tori Spelling when you need her. And Nick Cannon, of all people, has given us a Jamie Foxx medical update. He's saying Jamie's doing a lot better nearly two weeks after being hospitalized for a medical complication. Nobody is, they're still not giving us any details as to what it was. I mean, I get it. It's none of my business, but he's a celebrity. He's a public figure. Jamie Foxx had a medical episode on the, you know, Netflix special he's filming, that series he's filming, and happened a couple of weeks ago, and they still won't tell us what happened. Was it a heroin overdose? I'd be satisfied with a photocopy of the blood work just so I could fax it to my brother who runs a hospital and ask him what it means. I'm kind of nosy. (laughs) Well, I'm glad Jamie Foxx is doing better. He's a cool cat, and I lost a very dear friend over the past couple of days, and a guy my age, and it just shows, you know, we never know. So live every fucking second like it's your last, and... Anyway, um, I'm glad he's pulling through and feeling better, and I hope you're feeling better out there too, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for the Stan the Joke Man show. This is a product of Joke Man Productions, LLC, broadcasting from the Boys Room Studios here in Henrietta, America, on iHeartRadio, Apple, Amazon, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, all over the place. Please, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you'll find me right here high noon. Share my show if you can, and I'll be back on... Monday, Wednesday. Tell them by Camille's me and they go. Now I'm not looking for absolution. Forgiveness for the things I do. But before you come to any conclusions, try walking in my shoes. Try walking in my shoes. You're stumbling. I walk in your mind.